Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the Authentic Dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Um, Just got another fun episode for you today. So we're going to talk about goal setting. And I've talked about it before that every January I have a full day team meeting where we set personal goals. So I let them set their own personal goals because there's kind of this manifestation if you speak your goals. And then we go through our numbers of the last year and then we set our professional goals for the office for next year. And it's it's a really great time and I love it. But Sean just went to this retreat and you had some interesting things to add. So I'd love to hear this this daily goal or what were you talking about? A weekly goal? Okay. So hold on a second. So did we ever do a full session on your uh, New Year's plan. I feel like we did. Was it an actual podcast? Though? I think we did, but it's been a long time. Well, because I'm saying if we did, people should listen to it. Um, I wish we had the number bummer, but maybe we can put it in the show notes. Um, if we didn't, you need to. So our listeners need to tell us if we didn't, because you're like this format for how to run a, is it end of year or beginning of year? It's the beginning of the year. So it's a, it's a celebration because so often goal setting is, you know, we didn't accomplish this and we didn't accomplish this. So I make sure that we celebrate everything we accomplished last year. Um, and then I also make sure that my team gets to uh, celebrate something that they did because they spoke their goals. And then we set the excitement for next year and we set it as the big dream. And then we set in the incremental, how will we accomplish this? And it's, it's been exciting when I look back over the last 10 years, what we've done We've done it. And the only way to do it is to, to strategically plan. It's a strategic planning meeting. Well, so I think what we're going to talk about today has like almost like two applications because, so I went to this retreat and it was all about, um, I can't say, if I say work-life balance, it sounds like it diminishes it. It's really about how you can be aligned so that you can be better at work um, while also not neglecting what makes you come alive. So basically think of like, Full alignment, full um, passion, purpose, and at the same time, like productivity and prosperity in what you're doing. So just lining up everything so there's not this like, oh my God, I'm crushing it at work, but my life is uh, struggling or or my family is struggling. Um, But it's interesting because the format of this was, is uh, quarterly meetups, uh, year-round accountability, Oh yeah. Accountability is big with, with check-ins, but again, these quarterly meetups. So it's like in the sense of a practice, um, we have like, think of it as like, you have the yearly, let's get on the same page, but then think of, I don't know, maybe instituting some sort of quarterly check-in for what you guys went over. Um, that's good because we don't do that. We do our every other week meeting, but it's not the same. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, That's so good. maybe there's a rhythm there. But then also, I'm I'm at this meeting, I'm at this retreat, and 
I don't know. Sometimes it's easy for me to be like, oh my gosh, it's going to be the leaders. It's going to be the experts that are going to um, bring the biggest takeaways. You know, two amazing guys. Um, I respect them both. Really awesome. But yet they were saying day one, it's it's the takeaways you're going to get in this community that are going to actually mean the most. And I'm thinking, all right, it's probably not true. But I realize being among other like-minded individuals that are in the same, know the same tensions, frustrations, fears. So that's where there's a, a second fold of it's not just accountability with you and your team. It's can you set up an, a community um, with like-minded dentists possibly where this is what we're doing. This is the commitments we want to make about how we live, um, how we how we treat those that we love, but at the same time, how we show up to our work. And here's our here's how we're crushing it. And here's also where we're not doing so good and maybe like a quarterly meetup because that was, yeah. I think the biggest breakthrough for me was just feeling like I was part of a community that I understood and understood me, but in a very, very brutally transparent way. Um, so you'd be surprised. There's always like, you know, overachievers, I don't know, entrepreneurs, founders, whatever. And they're openly being like, yeah, I'm actually really struggling in this area. Um, I really have fear or imposter syndrome around this. And you're like, what? And it was crazy because right off the bat, I realized, um, and again, sorry, Allison, this is probably less about goal setting and it's more about the power oh, of, of a community. Um, I realized that the standard at which I was like upset or okay, judging myself or hard on myself was in no way the measure to which I was pouring out grace and understanding to other people. Like here we are and other people are like thinking, Oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I'm sharing this thing. People are probably going to judge me. Nobody judged them. But yet all of us were still super judging of ourselves. And it was crazy that like, that was one of the biggest struggles was how is it that we can be kind, compassionate and gentle to our own growth, to our own journey. Um, and how that's, that's, that's tough for me. I, I think it's tough for everybody. You're, you're, you're always your own worst critic. I'm terrible to myself. I will give everyone else all this grace. And yet me, I need to get on it. But what you, but, but was, you do. I do. <laughs> I kidding. do, but it's not always good. Cause you were just talking about it. Like I have all this grit and I will grind something out, but then sort of lose passion for what I was doing. And so I have to have all these things in my life that give me passion about serving others, about my dentistry. Otherwise, yeah, I just burn out. And that's part of the community though. The community of people that pour into you, that you pour into, make you feel like, like this is worth doing. Like this is, this is fun. This is creative. There's passion. Because if I just have to go to work every day and just work and work and work and drill, I get tired. That's not fun. There has to be something else in life. And, and I think you're right. That community helps. Yeah, because it starts feeling um, isolated. Um, and, and I think it's like as a plumb line, it's so important for me to just like, I don't think I shared it yet, so I don't need to reiterate, but just explain like, why does this matter? Well, it matters because when you're aligned and you are in your center of gifting and what just lights you up and makes you come alive, like that's actually what your world needs and your world is actually really big. Um, yeah, you're not some social media influencer that's internationally known, 
but your world as far as all your patients, your team, the community, your family, um, those are ripple effects that still go nationwide with your leadership positions. And there's a chance that you could, I don't know, just be 80% shining in, in your light. But it's like, I don't want to be at the end of the day, like wonder, could I have shined brighter? Could I have made a bigger impact? Could I have lived fully aligned and excited and without fear but, but you said something really important. I can't be really light in my office with my team and then come home and be worthless at home. And I can't be really great in my team, really great at home with my family, and then there's no time for me at all. Because you always struggle when you do that. You have to, you have to really invest in yourself, and that means goals for yourself and passion on yourself, and then your family – and then if you've got all of that, then it becomes easier to love your office and to not come from this place of lack. I lack time. I lack money. I lack energy. You want to come to your, your work with all of that, which means you have to have the background stuff. And I think we so often will do the opposite. We set all these professional goals. We're going to work harder. And then everything else loses it. And then there's no passion. It's just, let's go to work, you know? So you can't be 100% in work if there's nothing on the other side of your life. Well, and, and that's what they shared. The visual was like an upside down triangle, right? So the top tier is just business and it's like, or our, our purpose in terms of vocation, the, the ladder that we're climbing and we all pour ourselves 110% into that as overachievers, as high achievers, as people that care about excellence, it's what you do. And then they're like, okay, so naturally that means if the tier below business would be family, what do you have for them? And it's like, well, it's Less. whatever's left over, which is typically me dipping into this overtime overdrive where it's not my best um, because I've already spent and poured out my best. And then what's below that family um, category is, is me. You. It's you. <laughs> it's, it's what's left over. So now when you're running on fumes – that's where self-care comes in. So if we flip it, and I think there's some weird like maybe fear of like, okay, so you're giving me permission to prioritize myself. Maybe because I know, um, I don't know, like the Jekyll and Hyde, there's a part of me that might want to justify this and use this in ways that's not, I don't know, like, oh, that's why I need to sleep in or that's why I need to get served. Like in a way that's not, healthy, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying, no, it's your responsibility to be radically intentional about being aligned, making sure all these buckets that matter in life, you know, your, your, your purpose, your, your personal sense of power, you know, the people that are in your life and their prosperity, that they're all getting looked at, that nothing is suffering neglect because if an area is suffering neglect then everything is then everything is going to suffer in some way. Um, and I think it was just really challenging to kind of believe, like, can I actually prioritize? But I, I think sometimes when you're thinking about prioritizing yourself, you're thinking about, in my case, am I watching YouTube videos? Am I scrolling on my phone? Am I eating ice cream? You know, none of those things are actually taking care of myself. They feel like it, but they're not. Um, Taking care of myself means that I do go to the gym 
that taking care of myself means that I'm preparing a healthy meal. Taking care of myself means that I'm, I'm laughing and having fun and I'm not sitting alone scrolling. That's not, that's not pouring into yourself. So I think there has to be this goal or this look at what is pouring into yourself mean? It means investing yourself so you're healthier for everyone else and for yourself. Yeah. What is life really about? Well, and then this is the thing, like, do I care about a lot of people? Do I want the people that I care about to all be fatigued, exhausted, depressed, discouraged, like running on empty all the time where I can just tell, wow, they're overworked, they're overburdened, they're stressed out, they're burning out. No, I want them to be like alive and just who, who they're called to be and shining in that place because I like seeing them being fully themselves. I love that. And that's what they want from me. They want me to do whatever I need to do. My kids want me to do whatever I need to do. So they get daddy that, that, that is available. And that was one thing you, you said about the scrolling so many times. It was, it was this interesting um, differentiation that they were sharing about time versus energy. You can, have your, you can have time with your family, but you're not actually pouring energy into them because you're just on your phone. So you're around them and you're like, oh, I, I had an hour. I, you know, we had, we had time together. But you're actually not putting energy there. Or if you just would have put five minutes of energy, mm-hmm. of intention, that actually accounts for more than an hour worth of just time. So that's where it was this really interesting, oh my gosh, where am I giving time to without energy? And I'm feeling resentful of the time, but it's just because I'm actually not showing up. I'm actually not being present. So that was like a really cool like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're pouring energy into nothing. Whereas, but it's because I don't have any because I've already poured it out. Yeah. And that's also the whole like, oh, so is it fair to my, my wife and my kids to not get the best of me? I mean, I always feel like the working out, I'm always back to my dad and Coach Bergner. And they're like, your only way your mind can be okay is if your body's okay. So if you work out, there's more energy. Putting energy into working out creates energy for me. Putting energy into my family creates energy for me. Putting energy into my phone just sucks it out of me. <laughs> it's not the same. So it is. It's putting yourself first, but it's putting yourself first in a healthy way, which is, which is different. And I think we don't do it very well in our society. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm just going to do one thing on goal setting because we said Absolutely. something about goal no, setting. No, no, please do. <laughs> so the, the idea was, um, I don't know the, the guy's name. I forgot the author, but it's about going tiny. Um, so I think he has this tiny method on, on goals. And the whole idea there is that it's better for you to steward momentum and build and build and keep building where you, you're getting these, these wins in your life when you're starting something, uh, which they didn't say it, but it, it not just builds self-discipline, it builds self-respect because yeah. you know at the end of the day when you're looking in the mirror, I'm doing the things that I want to do in life instead of falling short because I'm not capable of following through. And so, so how do you, how do you actually build those wins? Well, you build those wins by, um, instead of doing what I do, what I used to do, which is like, I'm going to say in the past, I used to do it where someone would tell me, Oh, Hey, this is what you want to do. If you're going to be healthy, you need to go to the gym. Or if you want to, um, uh, you know, fast, you need to do, do, do like, you know, juice. All of a sudden I'd be like, okay, I'm juice fasting 21 days. And if I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym two hours every single morning, (laughs) like morning and night, like just ridiculous. 
and I would set the bar 200, 300% above even what the best practice was because I was an overachiever. And then I would never meet the bar in any of these areas. So then I'm feeling defeated and deflated. And they're just like, hey, if you want to transform your body, start with one day a week, five minutes, I go to the gym, and then you check the box. And if you end up staying for 25 more minutes, awesome. But you know I won. And and I, I did it, and I got it. And now it's about building on successes instead of setting the bar so that you can't live the next 30 days of your life without feeling like a complete failure. My son was asking me this not too long ago. He's like, I don't understand how you're doing all these things. How are you making dinner and getting up this early and working out and running a practice? And how are you doing all this? Because it seems to be hard for me to just work my 40 hours. And I was like, well, it's capacity. I mean, I had to build capacity. And just like you said, I built capacity with, I started doing this little thing. And then I was able to do that. So I added a little bit more and a little bit more. But never would I ever believe that at 25, I could do all the things that I do today because I didn't have the capacity. There wasn't, I didn't even know how. So that starting tiny is just critical. Just do a little bit and then build your capacity and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Thank you.